You know what I just realized in that intro that we have with your host, Jordan Lazowski, and I've been here for several weeks at this point, so <laughs> I think I need some sort of something. Like, oh, yeah. Not that it really matters. Yeah, keep, but... keep it in. It'll confuse everyone. That's great. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, everyone, um, to this week's episode, episode 21 of This Week in Baseball. I am your host, not Jordan Lazowski. I am, in fact, Diego Franco Carino. And with me today, we have Sam and Christian. How are you guys doing today? How are we doing? Fantastic. And then, uh, Sam, this is your first time on, right? It is. All right. You want to do a quick like introduction for yourself for the, the listeners? Uh, if, if, if more than two people listen to this. Uh, we get like a few more. Than oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been here for like, uh, I've been here for like a few months. Uh, they finally decided to record at a time that I could actually do it, so I'm here now. So, perfect, all works out. Who's Sometimes your favorite team? That just you Who's your favorite team, Sam? Uh, Reds. The Reds. Okay. okay. Reds. Okay. Yeah, perennial oh. disappointment. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean, Christian's an Angels fan, so he gets it. I mean, at least you guys have like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, like. <laughs> It's not much of a consolation with our. They're, they're still relying <laughs> to the mediocrity. That's so. fair. That's fair point. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, this week in baseball, this is like if you're new here, what we do, we'll do a a quick um, around the league in six seconds uh, before we do a standings update, and then we'll jump into our seventh inning stretch, which is seven innings, seven questions. It's kind of fun. That's how we do it here. But we'll start, as always, with our standings update. And we are recording Sunday night after um, the Sunday night game has concluded. So all these standings should be up to date by the time this goes up. And unless you listen to it way later. And then in that case, it's not our fault. Anyway, um, in the American League, we have the we'll – start, we'll start east. We'll go um, east to west. American League East, we have the Tampa Bay Rays. In the central, we have the Chicago White Sox. And – in the West, we have the Houston Astros all leading their respective divisions. That wild card race, pretty tight one. Currently, you have Boston as the wild card one, a game up on the Toronto Blue Jays. And then behind them, you have the Yankees, uh, the A's, and the Mariners all still kind of fighting for position. And any of those, some in combination of those teams, can realistically get into the, into the wild card. So we'll see how that ends up playing out. Uh, in the National League, National League East, current leaders are the Atlanta Braves, two games. In the Central, you have the Milwaukee Brewers. And out West, the San Francisco Giants lead the L.A. Dodgers by one game, which is terrifying. As one of the very few Giants fans at this site, it's terrifying. Anyway, your wild cards are the aforementioned L.A. Dodgers, who are up 16 games on the second wild card, St. Louis Cardinals. Behind them, you have the Reds, the Phillies, the Padres. Technically, the Mets are still in contention, but not really. They're seven games back of the wild card. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, Cincinnati, games back, Philadelphia, and San Diego, both three and a half. Yeah, those are your standing updates. Uh, any thoughts, guys, about you know, standings, you know, without getting too much into what you already have planned? Um, don't count the Mets out. They're still in this. 
No, they aren't. <laughs> they can make up seven games with 11 to go. They're still in this. Yeah, yeah don't tell Draft Neck Mark what they're out of it. <laughs> okay. That's right. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, so we'll jump into Around the League in 60 seconds. Uh, we'll start with Christian. Give us your, you know, what happened this week in baseball. Um, the Padres continue their meltdown. That's just been hilarious. Machado and Tatis got into an argument last night, and Machado, for the first time in his MLB career, showed some form of maturity, so that was huge. Um, and if you've been w- watching this podcast at all, you know how much I've been talking about the Blue Jays, and they're here. They're finally showing up. They've won all the games they needed to win. They're they're in contention, and they're led by Simeon and led by Blatty. It's been fun watching Toronto. And, Sam? Uh my point is that the the Cardinals are pulling out their uh, late season BS once again. Uh, it happened in 2011. And it's happening again. Uh, I for one will uh, laugh harder than they've ever laughed if they beat the Dodgers in the wild card game. Yeah. But uh, but just hurts, like just physically hurts to watch the Reds lose at the worst possible time. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be tough being the, the fan of the team that's starting to, you know, They were doing fall so off well. Oh, shit. They were. They were. So, Bottom unfortunate day. timing, but. All right. So, uh, with that being said, yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of things go around this week. Uh, we did have some clinching going on. I think this is the last time we've done uh, our This Week in Baseball. And so as of right now, the Giants, Dodgers, and Brewers have all clinched a postseason spot with you know, a few of the other teams in first not too far behind. Uh, but also, I mean, yeah, this next week, I think we'll see a lot more yeah. clinches think, um, happening. I can just add on to that. Like, I wrote an article about the Brewers like a couple weeks ago. They're, they're not paying their guys practically anything. Yeah, it's they're... Yeah, it's just super impressive. Like, because they're, like, they're paying Corbin Burns, like, what, league minimum? Brandon Woodruff like four point three million like like the fact they're getting like that's like Billy Bean levels of maximizing value and I think that's just a really good I think like honestly I think the Brewers could just be the new A's like they're finding all these market inefficiencies and I think like the defense I think they're a really strong team I think they could be the Giants or the Dodgers. Hmm. All right, fair, fair. They definitely are built on really strong pitching and that has proven effective in the past. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, so we, from that, uh, we'll jump into our seventh inning stretch. So like I said, uh, seven innings, seven questions. So we'll jump right into it with inning number one. So we have to talk about the wild card races a little bit more. Uh, like I said, without getting out too much, cause this is the question we had ready. Uh, so because things are changing every day, Boston, Toronto, and New York. Uh, they're trading shots back and forth with the A's and the Mariners still within striking distance. They're definitely still contenders for the wildcard spots. And then, meanwhile, in the National League, the Cardinals have a little bit of a lead now, that second wildcard spot. So let's approach the question from this angle here. Between those three AL uh, East teams, the Athletics, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Padres, the Phillies, and the Mets, maybe. Uh, which team has the most to lose from missing the playoffs? 
and which would be the biggest disappointment if they were on the outside after the two games? And uh, we'll start with Christian. Yeah, so the biggest disappointment by far is going to be the Yankees. They're top five in payroll. They added Joey Gallo, added Anthony Rizzo in the deadline. And if they miss the playoffs, it's just embarrassing. It doesn't matter how good the division is, because it is a really, really good division. As a franchise, it is embarrassing to think about the Yankees missing the playoffs right now with how much they've spent. Um, who do I think is going to miss the postseason or make the postseason? I think the four wildcard spots, it's going to end up being Toronto, New York, hopefully. But uh, And then on the – yeah, Cardinals are taking that second wildcard spot. And who has uh, the most of you lose? Oh, oh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> oh, I, forgot. <laughs> ah, I forgot it too. Don't worry. Uh, who has the most of <laughs> you lose? <laughs> hey, I forgot about the question until I looked at it. Um, I think Boston has the most to lose, and Boston and New York both uh, kind of in the same grounds. They've spent a lot. They've done a lot. Uh, Toronto, they didn't really expect themselves to be in this position. Seattle and Oakland, like Seattle definitely doesn't expect themselves to be in the playoffs any year, ever. And Oakland, they'll take what they can get. Um, yeah, Yankees and Boston, they've done so much and I haven't shown little. Are you done this time? I am. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Sam, what do you got? I think the biggest disappointment would have to be the Padres because like, their entire team right now is essentially just built on this pool of like prospects built over the past four years. And that prospect pool is dwindling quickly. This is their year. If they mess it up, like... They don't get another chance. Like maybe next year, but then a lot of those pieces are gonna like like it's gonna they're gonna start catching up. It's gonna like that like selling like buying constantly is gonna start catching up to them. But if I were to give my uh, wildcard predictions, uh, I think Dodgers and I want to save the Reds, but it'll probably be the Cardinals. And then in the American League, I think I agree it's gonna be Toronto and New York. Uh, I think probably the biggest disappointment would have to be, uh, honestly, I think that's, you know, probably also, also the Padres, because they had such, the, they had these high expectations. They're supposed to be fighting for that division crown with the Dodgers, and you know, we later find out the, that the Giants were good. But it's just so strange to, like, pa Padres will get made fun of if they miss the playoffs. And the meme won't die until they get it right. Yeah, I I think that's definitely um, where I'm at too. And the Padres have just been so underwhelming this season. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'll be I I don't I don't care because the Giants are good. So that's what I really care about. But yeah, they like you said, um, Sam. That prospect window it's coming up quick and. Your window seems very small. We'll see if they can elongate that window. I think they definitely can. Um, but I feel like their best time would be right now. And, I mean, they've already underwhelmed so much. Like, how much more underwhelming can you do before it becomes a, a much bigger concern? Mm -hmm. So, even though it's already a pretty big concern, but that's beside the point. Um, anyway, moving on to inning number two. Uh, John Heyman reported this week, that the Mets are looking at Billy Bean to potentially leave the Oakland Athletics to run baseball operations for the New York Mets. Do you believe Bean would ever leave the Athletics? And if he did, 
what could a move like this uh, to New York potentially do to his legacy? And we'll start with Sam. All right, I think with the whole uh, Billy Bean, I don't think leaves Oakland. Like, he, there's just so much history there. Like, you have to. Leave, I think he still believes that he can build a championship. And I think, he, and honestly, going to the next part of the question, he has to know that his legacy essentially rides on the fact that he can bring Oakland the championship. If he doesn't do that, his legacy's basically his legacy's tarnished. If he can't, if he can't bring a championship to Oakland, yeah, I just don't think. And plus, so I don't think he leaves, and I don't think the Mets have any kind of chance of getting him because I, because like Bean himself has to know that, that kills his legacy. Uh, Christian, what do you got? Um, completely opposite of that. I think he's absolutely leaving. Last season, he was going to leave Oakland for the Red Ball Fenway agency. The deal fell through, but he all but confirmed this was going to be his last season with Oakland. Um, I don't think this hurts his legacy. I don't think it tarnishes it at all, even if he doesn't win a championship there, because we know of the effects Moneyball had for baseball. I mean, we see it every day with statistics, uh, how we familiarize ourselves with statistics. It all came from Billy Bean. Um, so I don't think his legacy is tarnished by this at all. Uh, it's going to help the Mets a fuck ton. I mean, Billy Bean is a smart man, and you're giving him money. Like, it's it's great. He's never had money. He's never had something to be able to do that and establish himself. I uh, I want to see where the Mets go with this. I mean, they've had some shitty luck with GMs. Uh, just It's been horrible for them. Uh, they've been a laughing stock of baseball for quite some time, and Billy Bean, that's going to change. That will change. Actually, can I, uh, can I, uh, can I yeah, respond to that? I yeah. don't think – I think has Billy Bean proved that Moneyball works? Because, sure, it wins seems a lot of games, but doesn't win. But, like, sure, the Dodgers win with the gargantuan payrolls with the principles of Moneyball. But as far as I can remember, no team with, like, a truly, like – with like that true like low payroll philosophy has won a championship recently um a low payroll philosophy the kansas city royals won in 2015 uh they're not necessarily a smart team though they never have been they're yeah, a really was, stupid was, lucky team but yeah, that, that is a low payroll small market team. window kind of team the the tampa bay rays i feel have um have put the money ball to them and you've said it yourself with the brewers they're also like just the entire league has adapted billy bean's philosophy even if they're spending more they just know what he was looking for that part matters and that's what i think like uh, his legacy is about yeah but i will say that the market inefficiencies that billy bean himself found like in the early 2000s are kind of going away because everyone's recognizing them I think that kind of leads to the point of small market teams are just traveling from inefficiency to inefficiency, and that doesn't win rings. The Rays are great; they haven't won a ring yet. That's so. true, absolutely. But like the the Dodgers are looking for that; they're looking for market inefficiencies. I mean, Max Muncy, one of their best players, he was um, a market inefficiency. Like they've they've always gone for that. Their bullpens Justin have been, like, yeah, Justin Turner and their bullpen especially. Like that's a lot of market inefficient guys. Um, that's that's been the biggest thing with that is the bullpens. Um, yeah. Look at the Giants this year. I mean, mm-hmm. the Giants they've they've hit on almost every single one of the contracts that were you know low value, high upside guys. 
Mm-hmm. And and Dawson, especially. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think um, a lot like their entire bullpen, unless you're a Giants fan, you know maybe two names in that bullpen. Like uh, <laughs> so, Tyler Rogers. Yeah. Uh, the other guys. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. yeah. Yeah, so it really is. And the only reason people know Tyler Rogers because he throws funny. But <laughs> yeah, big yeah. money ball connections, big money ball types. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Either say, way, I am of the belief that the Giants are actually wizards. That there's no money ball <laughs> sure. at all. They're just yeah. using that, magic. What also makes sense. I think that I, makes far more sense than them actually being smart because you know it's like the Giants. <laughs> yeah. mm. All right. Anyway, we'll move on to the next question. We do have some more innings to get through here, uh, so we'll go to inning number three. Ryan Braun announced his retirement from baseball this week. And he certainly has a complicated legacy due to his PED suspension and everything kind of surrounding that. So uh, how do you view his career? And do you think uh, that the Brewers will or should retire his number? As I get the points back up, we'll start with Christian. Um, how do I view his career? He's a loser. He's just a loser. I don't mind anyone who does steroids. Go, go for it. Like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win, you know? Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time. I have no problem with that. What I had a problem with with Ryan Bond, Braun and all of that, he tested positive. He apologized to fans. And then it came out, a report came out saying that um, it was a false positive. He wasn't, he wasn't anything. And then he ridiculed the fans saying, I was never in, I was never guilty. I never took any steroids. And he, he lambasted the fans for no reason. And then not a, not a week later, it comes out, oh, he did take steroids. And then he asked for the fans' apology again. And he lo- I lost all respect for him there. Uh, should they retire his number? Absolutely not. I mean, he was a great player, but he's not a legacy player. I mean, he, he never – yeah, no, absolutely not. He's not a legacy player. He's not good enough to have his number retired, not good enough to have a statue. And he's just a trash person. Sam, uh, like I'm a bit less qualified to talk about Ryan Bond's career because I wasn't, I, I can't, I wasn't old enough to remember most of it. That's uh, uh, so, just from purely statistical lens, he was, he was like, he was a pure hitter. Like that's there's no debate about that. He wasn't good enough of a pure hitter. He was just good. Good offensive players. Do not get their number should not get their numbers retired if there's like just not a good defensive backbone to it. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess he sure. I guess he did steal steal a few bases, but like even if he didn't take steroids, even if he put those exact same numbers and he was the best person ever, he's his number is not worthy of being retired. He wasn't good enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um Definitely a complicated situation, especially with a lot of stuff that Christian brought up. I think, I think, I think Braun's a bozo. I don't like him. Like he's this is for yeah. exactly all the reasons you said, Christian. Like, yeah, dude, come on. Like you that can't... was a pack I enjoyed smoking. I I gotta <laughs> say, like he just loser. Yeah. I um. I. But when you speak about his bad defense, though, it was really bad. Like people don't realize how bad he started his career at third base, and uh, in his rookie season, he hit three twenty, had a three seventy on base, and a six thirty slugging. But just one of the best rookie seasons in quite some time. He was only worth two and a half WAR, 
because he was so bad defensively. Was defense it, that bad? Yeah, that that bad. I um, let me pull up his stats here. Uh, his DRS that year was horrible. No, I, I have stats <laughs> pulled up. I mean, um, it's just yeah, just. Just saying you don't have his like, stats memorized year for year. <laughs> yeah, negative well, 32 DRS and negative 28 UZR. Like, that's just... Derek Jeter type? Yeah. Miguel Andujar wishes he could be that bad. That's saying something. <laughs> and Miguel Andujar, yeah. more like Brooks Robinson, am I right? <laughs> Compared yeah. to that, yeah. And then Sam, you brought some really good points, too, about the fact, like, sure, he was good. He had good years, but he wasn't like that good. Yeah. He was never good, that like, guy. Yeah, he was never that guy exactly. But like, like he couldn't I mean, lead his team to a he couldn't lead his team to a championship. That was the championship garden measure of player success. Obviously those Brewers teams of the early twenty tens were pretty good. Mm-hmm. They were Absolutely. That I wholeheartedly believe they win that twenty they could have won that twenty eleven championship if Ron was that was that guy. So Yeah. You're not that guy though. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think a lot of really good points there. I mean, he. We'll see what ends up happening. I don't think anything really ends up happening coming out of it, but we'll. Like I said, only time will tell. So mm-hmm. we'll see. All right, moving on to inning number four, our fact or fiction. So, fact or fiction. <laughs> uh, Salvador Perez is having the best offense season by a catcher in baseball history. Now, I'd like to reiterate, I did not write these questions. I want to make that abundantly clear. And we'll start with Sam. Uh, he's not. Fiction. Because uh, I was looking at it, and uh, guess, have you guys seen what Johnny Bench did in 1972? Oh, yeah. A lot more than Salvi this. It was a far better season. Like, he's better in OPS Plus by a mile. And uh, let me check. Uh. Like he actually like he, he walked sometimes. Like <laughs> they had very similar seasons, but he, he walked sometimes. So I think just, you know, Bent had the better season. Like, sure Press puts up flashy stats, but it's not it's not even it's not the best it's not the best season. No. The greatest of all time was better at it, shocker. Raise catcher sure. all the time. The Christian. All right. So this is obviously fiction. I mean, it's just complete bullcrap, complete ludicrous that anyone continues to push this narrative. From t- uh, 1993 to 2003, Mike Piazza's WRC plus by season was higher every single season than Salvador Perez this year. He has a 126. Piazza was no less than 135. I mean, it's not close. It's it's laughable and it's like ah it's it's really just laughable it's an insult to other great hitting catchers that his name is being mentioned with them don't even get me started on his defense and how just ridiculously wrong people are about him being a good defender overpay yeah uh, <laughs> I, oh, this the, like i said i want to read it i did not write this question i, I just want to put that out there um, it was last, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I understand why I wrote it. Like it's the, you know, it is a discussion that some people are having, but like, come on, like he didn't even, ha- he hasn't had the best catching offensive catching season in the last 10 years. 
not in of this year. Probably not even top five in WRC plus this season by catchers. It's just he's. I believe he's eleventh actually. What? Like last yeah. that I checked, <laughs> I could be wrong, but like Max Stassi had a higher WRC plus the last time I looked, which yeah, it's just not close. I know Buster has a higher one, but Buster's also having a really good offensive year too. But yeah, it's 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 just point to be brought up. Like sure, he's hitting a lot of home runs, and that's cool. Because mm-hmm. that's something that the MLB likes to, you know. He would have been great out in the there, 90s. They like to market it. Yeah, it's great marketing. I mean, awesome marketing. Um, Yasmani Grandal in the same division is hitting like 196 this season, and his WRC plus is higher. He's been in the 130s. I mean, it's yeah, nothing Salvador Perez has done has been impressive. It's been yeah, it's not it's not all that special. He's um, a statistical oddity. <laughs> Like it's kind of strange to see someone like walk as little as he does and still put up, uh-huh. still kind of be an above average hitter. Uh-huh. But like, still, not even that good of a season. Yeah, it's. We weren't talking about Chris Carter's season like this when he put up similar numbers. I mean, Chris Carter had a uh, forty home runs for Milwaukee, and they they let him go. They non tendered him. I mean, it's just about the same uh, exact I, I season with Salvador. Chris Carter. Totally someone I, I know who existed. I've heard of him. You are young. Oh, my. I was born in 2006. Oh, yeah. Boy. He was still playing. He was on the Yankees in 2019. Yeah. No Yankee fan wants to remember it, but he was. He was. A, I think he was an Astro right before that, too. Mm-hmm. I think he was a half-decent Astro, too. Yeah. A little trash can action. Yeah. Either way. But, yeah. Um, I, I love trash cans. True. <laughs> <laughs> they do love them down in Houston. Anyway, um, moving on to <laughs> number five. Uh, Max Scherzer has been lights out since joining the Dodgers at the trade de- deadline, unfortunately. Uh, he is 70 with an 0.78 ERA in 58 innings. What sort of contract could you see Scherzer earning at the end of the season? And who would be your top candidates to sign him? And definitely start a wild card game for the Dodgers uh, if they don't win the division um, over Kershaw and Bueller, right? Like that's, I've believe it or not, I had this, I've had this um, debate today already. Yeah, uh, we'll start with Sam. All right. Uh, he uh, first of all, he should definitely start the wild card game. It shouldn't even be a debate, like. Come on, uh, I, I think like in terms of teams that could sign him this off season, I would be shocked if the Dodgers didn't. Because you know, yeah, obviously Max Scherzer, he's kind of at the tail end of his prime, if not career. Uh, in theory, he should not be, he should not be like wanting to go to like a bad team to help shore things up. He should, he should want a ring chase. And the Dodgers give him the best chance to do that. Now I'm saying he'll he'll probably get like a two year two years I would say two years sixty million as his player on the neighborhood of what he'll get just because he's so good but you know he's kind of old so you can't give him like five years but yeah okay, uh, Christian what do you got so I've thought about this contract a lot as an Angels fan because he's been someone we've like been projected to sign for quite some time like it's just been in our radar for a while I uh, I think Trevor Bauer's contract. 
despite how shitty of a person he is, it did a lot for baseball. And I think you're going to see something similar with that with Scherzer. I could easily see him signing a three-year deal in which the first year he's getting like 40 million, and then next year it's 35 million, next year 30 million, and he has options to opt out if he continues to perform. But that's the type of contract I foresee him getting because. As we see here, the talent is not diminishing in the slightest. He's been a little more injury prone, but he's just been as good, if not better, than prior. Like he's he's that fucking guy. Would I start him if I'm the manager for the wild card? Absolutely. Um, but also it's kind of hard to like not give that to Kershaw or Bueller even. Um Kershaw is your ace. Like, no matter how much how like Scherzer's better, but Kershaw's the ace. He's the front runner, he's gonna be the opening day starter no matter what. I it's kind of hard not to justify giving him, giving your guy the start, uh, even if Scherzer is better. Yeah, I've, I mean, like I said, I've had this debate uh, plenty as of um, the last few days. And I think the only scenario where I think Scherzer, or Scherzer, Scherzer is not the wildcard starter is if um, you're still using him in the regular season, the very tail end, to try to get that division crown. Like and because like, obviously that's their priority number one, uh, and it, it's going to come down to that last week, like almost guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think in that case they do have a plethora of riches to choose between Scherzer, Bueller, Kershaw, even Urias. Like yeah, and Tony Gonsolin can start and be better than most people's aces. Like exactly that, so. Uh. Nothing would make me happier to see them start Arias and have him get absolutely shelled in a card game, though. I would agree. It, it would be so funny if the Cardinals beat them. <laughs> I that would, agree. That would I would be love that. Peak comedy. I would love yes. that. Like, I want to yeah. see J.A. Happ beat the beat Max Scherzer and the Dodgers so bad. <laughs> we'll see John Lester outpitch Max Scherzer in the wild card game. Oh, man. Yeah, have him take his ibuprofen before he hits the mound. Yeah. But if the Cardinals, I, I mean, it's Wainwright, the Cardinals, like, yeah, Wainwright would probably start the wild card for them. Uh, I think the last, would. the last wild card any of their pitchers started would be Lester with Oakland in 2014. The asshole blew it. Uh, that sounds correct because the uh-huh. Dodgers haven't been in a wild card in at least nine years. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, so we'll move on uh, to inning number six. So um, MLB announced that the 2023 All-Star Game is going to take place in Seattle. Uh, so 2022 is in LA, in Dodger Stadium. 2023 is in Seattle, up at uh, what is it, T-Mobile? T-Mobile yes, Park. Yes, T-Mobile now. Safeco. Uh, oh. Yes, yeah, Safeco. Uh, so who should host the next? Who do you think 2024? What interesting thing should they add to the All-Star game to make it unique? They've got there's options. There's a lot of stuff that you could they could do. What's one thing you want to see them doing to make it unique and make it more fun? And we'll start with Christian. Um, we've we've sort of spoken about this uh, whenever the Little League World Series was on. I don't want them to have the all-star game at um, any team stadium any longer. It should be at the Field of Dreams or somewhere else. Like That's how you do creativeness with that. Um, if I had to choose someone, like I really don't know. I think it's going to be Philly, right? No matter what, for the 100 years thing, actually. Um, or DC. I know they were going to do that with um, a couple other all-stars. 
but yeah, if I had to really choose, it's I I they shouldn't be at any one stadium any longer. It should be at the Field of Dreams or a new just a new stadiums. I want to see them bring new stadiums to the world. Uh, and for like challenges or something, I, I'd like to see like who can throw the hardest or um, who can throw out the most base run or something something stupid fun. It's just like the home run derby to me. I've I've lost interest in it honestly. Like it's. It's fun seeing them hit home runs. Like I seeing the stars star out, and like it's fun. But I, it's it's really nothing to me. Uh, so yeah. Sam, what do you got? Uh, I think no matter what, I think I I do agree with the idea that they should do it like Field of Dreams or somewhere else. But if they really feel the need to do it like an MLB stadium, like it should go east. Like it's been the wet like three consecutive years of like a Western All Star game. Like that's just bad. That's just not a good look. I guess it's supposed to be in Atlanta this year, and they kind of change it. Lot. They kind of had to change it because of the, the circumstances. But you know, I think like obviously like Philly, like Philly, DC, Baltimore, like all of those would just be great, like great cities to have it in. Like All Star game at Camden Yards would be amazing. And then uh, I think I think. I mean, the All-Star Game should have a bunch of contests, I think, that uh, from Korea, obviously. Because uh, that would just be the stupidest of the stupid fun. And maybe some hit, some of the... Some, maybe Joey Gallo would learn to bunt for the contest. <laughs> so uh, I, th I consider this a net positive uh, to, ha to have a bunt contest in the East Coast. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. My, my I like total it. is nice. <laughs> it's nice, uh, but yeah, I think um, they they have been in Dallas for a while. Like, obviously, like if I had to choose anywhere, I'm like I put it in San Francisco because that's my team. <laughs> I want it there. But yeah, if it's not gonna, if I can't have San Francisco, I think Camden Nerds would be awesome, uh, just because that stadium's super dope. Um, I wouldn't put it in New York. Uh, just because I think I'm a firm believer in the Yankees deserve nothing and the Mets are LOL Mets. So uh, maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, Camden Yards would be super cool. Philly would be nice. I think even, um, I think, were they in Pittsburgh not too long ago? I feel like they were. They I could were be in wrong. Cincinnati in 2015. They should. Pittsburgh is beautiful. Pittsburgh, is I think, would be far and away the best stadium in baseball. No. Is Pittsburgh Stadium. No. I think it's beautiful. number two. That's Cincinnati, and I cannot support anything in Pittsburgh. So. I think it's number two. I can't support I, Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's, like, that's, not, that's not really a hot take here. That's like I also haven't seen PNC yet, so maybe yeah, once PNC I do. Is beautiful. Maybe once until I do, it, I'll change my mind. Until any other stadium can make Johnny Cueto balk from just the sheer volume of the stadium, no yeah, other stadium can top that stadium for me. Cueto. Cueto. Ah, then Martin hits the home run. Russell that. Martin is a Hall of Famer. Ah. Is he? Oh, better yeah. offensive yeah. seasons than Salvi, yeah. I'm sure. If you, if you think, if you think Yadier Molina is a uh, Hall of Famer, then yeah, Russell, Russell Martin is a Hall of Famer. He he has the same amount of F four, higher WRC plus, and their framing is very very comparable. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about of, this for days. I'm on the fence about both. Sadly, Fool's Baseball already covered this. So, mm -hmm. I uh, I liked his also, video. Um. When he used B War instead of F War, it just uh, it made me angry because B War has never accounted for framing, and um, yeah, that hurt. Framing was. I mean, he, he did talk about framing separately, though, right? Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. His main yeah. point was framing. 
framing was added in 2008 as a stat and uh, that really sucks because Brian McCann's 2007 season would have been one of the best catching seasons ever if they had framing that season. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yes, they could retroactively do it, I guess, but, like, I, I mean. You could. Just uh, just going ba- based off what he had from 2008, try to put it to 2007 and just see where the war total would have been. Because it would have been, like, 9 or 10 war. It was awesome. It would have been crazy high. Wait, don't we have – wait, if we have the pitch FX data from, like, 2006 – can we do 06 and 07 with uh, that data? Theoretically, I don't know. I just know that FRM started in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's theoretically possible, but I don't think anyone's going to take the time to do it. So <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, it's definitely, he had an incredible just season, defensive season that year. So it's a shame it's not really super accounted for. I don't know if people know about it. More than you know. I was one, so I wouldn't know. Yikes. <laughs> okay. Um, I was what seven eight like yeah still yeah man okay anyway moving on <laughs> so uh, inning number seven our final inning here so we've talked uh, about this team all year but the Giants make absolutely no sense and we've talked about it a little bit here today and on Friday night pinch hitter Kevin Gosman yes pinch hitter starting pitcher Kevin Gosman. Hit a walk-off sack fly to give the Giants the win of the Braves. So pitchers pinch hitting, uh, hitting walk-offs doesn't really make much sense at all. Uh, in the same vein, what's your favorite wild occurrence in baseball that makes absolutely no sense when it happened? And we'll go to you said me. Um, yes, you I was gonna. I was I was gonna talk about the rally goose, uh, the Detroit Tigers Angels. It was a goose that landed on the field and it propelled Detroit to come back by like five or six runs. But um, just when you spoke of Kevin Gossman hitting a sack fly in 2019, the Angels and Yankees had a 16 inning game that was completely ludicrous. Like nothing about it should have happened. Ah. Uh, in the 13th inning, Aroldis Chapman blew a three run save. It was just one of those nights. <laughs> We had no we bench players. We had no bench players left, and Zach Cozart took a knee to the head and had to be removed from the game. So in the 16th inning, uh, Trevor Cahill recorded the last out as the hitter for the Angels, and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, gotta say, I'm gonna like if I were to be basic, I would say 33. Rangers, mm-hmm. Rangers, Orioles. Mm. Just so stupid. Okay. Yeah. Also, just a testament to how terrible the Orioles always are, no matter when it is. And then when they're good, stadium's they bring, pretty. They bring in Ubaldo Jimenez instead of Zach Britton. Uh. So I think with the whole, I think that whole thing would just. And I also, I was kind. I like the. There was a game this year that I think the, the Reds uh. Were had like two outs, like Max Schrock hit a double down the line. In like the tenth, well, that wasn't tenth. It was like the bottom of the ninth. But uh, my favorite part was that Joey Votto hit like a forty-nine mile an hour single in the most high leverage situation of the game. I would have been fuming. The greatest, ball, baby. greatest hit of all time, I think. The forty-nine mile an hour single in the middle of the season. Love it. Yeah, I think, um, and obviously, this is a jump-center question. Um, because that Godwin walk off, I was so stressed like, watching that game. 
but my favorite one, I think, has got to be, um, uh, I think it was a few years, maybe two years ago. I think it was it was the Phillies. They had the relief pitcher who was out playing mm-hmm. field and recorded an outfield success. Oh, yeah. yeah that was, that was Vince Velasquez, yeah. Yes, that's what it was. It was bonkers. I remember it was like, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> this is just he had a fun. couple of gems that year. He was the same pitcher. He took the week. Yeah, he took the liner off the elbow and then grabbed the ball with his left arm and threw him out at first base. He was certified. I just rocket too. Mm -hmm. I would like to throw in a everything Ricky Henderson ever did as an honorable mention. Yeah, just all of everything he did. Yeah, I also like um, my also uh, kind of thing with Kevin Gosman having that pinch hit sack fly back in twenty eighteen. Uh, Madison Bumgarner had a pinch hit walk off single, and in <laughs> like, bottom like eleven or something like that, because like of course he did. So but yeah, it's just fun. that Madison can kind of hit. So Madison can in fact hit a little bit. Uh, but yeah, he's the new yeah, so that's, Zach Granke. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so yeah, that'll do it for our seventh inning stretch. Uh, so our point total here. Uh, Christian takes the win this week of the 95. Uh, far and away, that's point all of Brad. And uh, <laughs> same with the 77, which I believe is also one of the highest point totals we've ever had because I like to give away points. Uh, yeah, so uh, for your uh, record-setting win here, you get to lead off our uh, what to watch for this week. Ooh. So what are you watching this week? Players, storylines, teams, what do you got? Um, players, I think the, the triple MVP race in the National League with Harper, Soto, and Tatis is phenomenal. I I want to watch every single one of their at-bats because all of them are just piss hot right now. It's awesome. Um, it's for, te- for teams, the Blue Jays, I've been saying it for quite some time, just the best lineup yes, in baseball. Just far and away the best lineup in baseball. And uh, they're starting pitching despite losing uh, Hyunjin Ryu this this week, um, their pitching has been phenomenal. Barrio says, uh, changed the mechanic. I believe it was August 23rd. And since that time, he's had a 289 ERA. Uh, he's been phenomenal. The, the team has been phenomenal. And so, yeah, I've been watching every Blue Jays game, even though Tani's the MVP over Vlad, and it's not close. It'll be 30 to 0. It should be 30 to 0. It, it will better be. be 30 to 0. Uh, Sam, what are you watching? Uh, I'm watching. Like I hate to be basic, but I I, I want to watch. First of all, I'm going to watch the Reds because like I love because you know my favorite team and they have a fighting chance for the first time in a very long time. It's very exciting. Didn't they make the playoffs last year? Yeah, yeah but is, yeah. they wouldn't have made the playoffs in a normal year. So that's true. Yeah. Mickey Mouse title by the Dodgers. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey Mouse playoff appearance. Uh, Trevor Bauer won a Cy Young. It really doesn't count. True. Yeah, they, every, wasn't single, real. every single person on that roster was using Spider Hack, especially mm-hmm. the hitters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that I also I'm gonna be watching uh, the old men of St. Louis pitch, even though I want them to do horrible. That's uh, fair. Yeah, like like watching just watching the Blue Jays, always fun, because every game is eleven to nine, twelve to ten. Yeah, I just like you know, I just like want to watch like all the close races. Mm-hmm. Like even though like I want to see Vladdy get a triple crown. Yeah, that's a good one too. Make yeah, sure I you're watch. watching that for and that. I don't want to see him get a triple crown, but 
Why not? Fun to watch. Explain your reasoning. Because then, then someone have, will give them MVP votes. It'll be another generation. I already had to deal with this in 2012 when Miguel Cabrera incorrectly won an MVP over Mike Trout, despite having three less F war and B war. Uh, so if that happened again this season with Otani's just historic, no one has ever yeah. done this. If you, I think, I think you guys are mistaken. I think that there should be like one dissenting vote. Just so everyone could, so just so everyone can make fun of the one guy who decided to vote for Vlad. There probably will be. That's the sad part. I think the entire baseball community rallying to make fun of one person is something that we sorely lack right now. Yeah, I'd agree, <laughs> and that's a, that's a drive to left field. Um, but yeah, I, oh yeah, you know, actually, sure. his kids go to my school. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> I don't see a better way to kind of finish things up from that. Yeah, um, frankly. But, yeah, um, that will really do it for us here. Um, I mean, follow us everywhere. You know where to find us, I'd assume. If you don't, our, uh, we're online. Our website is diamond-digest.com. Our Twitter, diamond underscore digest. Our Instagram, diamond.digest. We are extremely consistent, as you can clearly tell, with our naming. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, we Just have merch on our taken. website. Uh, what's up? Just take whatever's not taken. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we do have a merch store in our on our website. Got some pretty cool stuff there. Uh, so check that out. Um, check us out on Twitter. Read our articles. We got plenty of stuff. If you listen to this, thanks. We do this every week. Just about. Sometimes we take a week off here and there. Uh, but you'll you'll find us here. Uh, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, or anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. But that'll do it for us here. Um, for Sam and our, our winner today, Christian, I am Diego. And as always, enjoy your week and go baseball. John, SYC.